and the opinions expressed during the show are not necessarily those of the staff, management, or ownership of WGCH Radio. Good morning. Welcome to Fashion Friday. Spring. I'm declaring it. Spring now. <laughs> uh, well, it's almost here. It's almost here, right? I, I keep telling myself that. Um, I definitely found myself dressing besides today. Today is an exception because I've got to go do something right after this. Um, I find myself dressing in really bright colors, I noticed. And so for me, I've re- you know, that's like one little thing I can do that kind of, it's like a little pick-me-up. Um, you know, I say that all the time. We don't realize how much color impacts our mood um, and affects our mood one, one way or the other. So, um, yeah, so bright colors I've been dressing in, little pops here and there. Um, but let's talk about fashion, the fashion world, because I got a lot for you. We're going to dig right in on these hot topics. So first, let's get to going with the business of fashion. I thought this was so interesting when I saw this. Um, so a TikTok influencer has opened her own brick and mortar in the city, right, in Manhattan. Her name is Emma Rogue. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. It looks like Vogue, Rogue, with an R. Um, it's down on the o- Lower East Side. It's called Rogue, her name. And it's basically um, a so – it kind of is decorated like um, a teen bedroom from the 1990s. <laughs> and she's kind of selling things like with a, the 90s influence, kind of Y2K. She basically started selling platform sketchers on Depop in 2018. If you're familiar, Depop's a platform where you can basically, it's like Poshmark or eBay. You can, it's not an auction. It's just uh, you can buy stuff from basically anywhere all around the world. Everybody's on there. Um, and so that's how she started, selling platform sketchers. She kind of built a, basically built a presence on social media. And um, I, I, I think she might have a YouTube channel as well. But basically on social media, she would, she would create videos of herself thrifting and sort of recreating, get this, recreating her parents' outfits from the 90s. So I'm going, hold on, her parents' outfits from the 90s? So her parents? Like, Okay, so basically I could be her parent, Um, which was interesting. It's just, I don't know, it doesn't seem like it was that long ago for me, but I guess it was. I'm like... Oh, I'm, you know, I'm used to hearing like, oh, yeah, you know, uh, recreating something from the 70s or the 60s or the 50s. That seems like a long time ago. The 90s? No, not so much. Anyway, this is how she got her start. And then, uh, funny enough, right next door is a place called Bowery Showroom. It's owned by a gentleman called, his name is Matt Chun. I believe he's about 25 years old. Basically began his business by flipping sneakers on eBay at 13 years old. So you've got these two stores now, great, great location. These young kids, um, young adults, I should call them. And, um, you know, like this, this guy, he basically, again, built a following on TikTok, opened in, opened his store in 2021, first for his CBD business and sort of curated vintage items. It's now kind of morphed on and, you know, he's got a lot of Japanese denim, a lot of 80s band tees, uh, a lot of chrome heart 
pieces from the 90s. That's definitely some value. There's a collector's item. So here's my question. Here was my thought after this was, you know, is this just too – it's actually right after I read all about this, I heard – about another, a third store that's in that area, somewhere down there by sim- similar situation. So I thought, okay, this isn't just a one-off. Is this the new retail business plan? Is this what's happening now? Is this the change of it? Are these are these young people onto something? Or is it just like, you know, kind of a blurb? I don't know. I don't know. Bob, you have thoughts on this? I think it sounds to me like there's some some growth possible there. Right, because yeah. I'm thinking, okay, how is this sustainable? Because it's not just – I guess if anything could be sustainable if you've got the right business plan and the right support. Yeah, well, how long does it need to sustain for? Yeah. Right, I mean, because this could it, be virtually a pop-up store. Well, right. I'm, I mean, I'm guessing they want to sustain it yeah. and grow it and scale it. I, I don't know. I'm guessing. I would think so. It sounds to me like that's kind of the idea. I All mean, right. You, it, maybe not. Maybe not. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. If I'm 25 years old and I have a brick and mortar, I mean, I don't know. To me, I'm like, wow, that's so impressive because it's a lot of responsibility. Mm. I mean, you really have got to have people around you that, you know – have this savvy business mind in order to keep because the idea is clear i get it i i love it i love the idea then actually making the machine happen you know making the machine go and continue to grow and grow because i don't here's the thing they're very specific it's not just a vintage store i mean a vintage store would be would be difficult any business a retail business is difficult fine this is very specific so that's the only thing I question, you know, like, oh, it might, is it is it too specific? I don't know. I mean, vintage uh, banties and you know, '90s clothing. Well, okay. That's what made me say pop-up store. Yeah, that's kind of the way a pop-up store works, basically. I would agree. Mm. Yeah, this doesn't sound like I, I didn't anywhere. I'm sure they would have tagged it as that, and this yeah. was a true. Yeah, and it's Manhattan. Yes, that's got to be some of the richest. Right. Real estate you can find. And the Lower East Side. Yeah. Uh-huh. Which So that's exactly what I thought. I'm like, okay. Be interesting. I'm going to follow this. I don't know. You know, if I'm, I'm n- hardly ever down in that area when I am in Manhattan. But if I can make it down there, I will definitely check it out and report back to see what I have what I find and what it looks like. Um, I saw a couple pictures online. Again, it looked like a vintage store, but I, I don't know if that's the case. If there are more things, is it maybe is it going to change and really become more um, all-inclusive vintage, what I would call, as opposed to, you know, just a few things. Now, the other guy who's got the CBD business, okay, that's different. Okay, so I feel like, but I feel like this is also an interesting idea. So it's CBD, curated vintage, Japanese, like, what happened? Is the CBD stuff still there? Is it, like, I'm a little confused on that. Who is the customer? Am I going in to buy my, you know, I don't know, Van Halen t-shirt and I'm, I'm getting some CBD oil as well? Or am I, I don't know. I'm this, I'm confused. Or is that, comp- or is that how it started and now it's morphed into something else? So it will be interesting. And here's the other thing. I think about vintage. Just take that topic alone. Vintage really could be divided up into so many different categories. And again, I'm saying it sounds like they're really focused. It's more uh, particular, so, you know, I could walk into a vintage thrift store. I think of the ones in L.A. because there's so many great ones in L.A. And I'll walk into one immediately. I'll know, no, nope, this isn't the store for me. And then I'll walk into the next vintage store. And I can tell by if it's designer vintage 
or if it's just um, vintage, not designer, but still really good pieces? Is it a blend of it? Is it more like this, like band tees and kind of Japanese denim and kind of like almost like everyday wear, casual wear, street wear that's just old? You know, so um, is there jewelry? Is that's kind? Of, are there handbags? Are there accessories? That's kind of what I look for, and it's basically like the difference between thrift and vintage. So it's not to say that certain. Uh, it's not the same thing, of course, but it's not to say that certain pieces. I feel like oftentimes it's a blend of things. It's thrift and vintage, and they call it vintage. That's what I think. That's what I think. <laughs> I don't know if this is the case with these two stores. Um, it does. It it doesn't seem like it, but I feel like if you just say Japanese denim and '80s band tees, that's it. You know, to me, that's getting more thrift than vintage. So I don't know. I mean, not to yeah. I know '80s band tees are popular, but are they really? They're... And Japanese denim is considered to be some of the best, right? The best, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So. Anyway, um, so, you know, it's just I thought that was interesting. I thought that was uh, something I definitely want to check that out next time I'm um, down there or can get down there and see what what it's really like. And, uh, you know, I guess just the experience, I guess, how it how it will all work out. Mm. I don't know. Um, By the way, I have a bird update. (laughs) (laughs) they're back i'm happy to say my birds are back i love to talk about the birds here um because it's you know during during uh 2020 when we were all basically staying at home this is something that i discovered decided to start to get some bird seed put a little house on my little it's got suction cups little bird feeder Mm -hmm. on the other side of my window outside it's in my kitchen so when i'm in my kitchen i can see them i can hear them now there's like a thump and I'm like, oh, they've landed on the little. And, um, yeah, I see the birds. So they're back. Cardinals. Oh, and I believe they had a baby. Oh. So I saw the other day the cutest thing. It was the mama, the mama cardinal, and a little cardinal mm. that looked just like her. So it was definitely female. It was like gray with a red beak. Okay. Right? Is that the female? Yeah. Basically, yeah. yeah. And the all beautiful, all red one is the male? That's yes. what I understand? Okay, yeah. yes. So that's what I saw. I saw a little miniature one. I thought, oh, my God, it's mommy and me. It's so cute. So, um, yeah, I also started, by the way, on my uh, Instagram. I'm slowly starting because as we go further and further along, get into gardening season, I started a hashtag, the fashionable gardener. So I'm going to, once we once gardening season is really into full swing, so basically more April, May, um, I'm going to start posting to have dedicated stories and posts on my gardening journey. And I like to incorporate what I'm wearing in the garden because it's not just like, well, you think, well, you've got to wear, you know, something that can get dirty. Not necessarily true. I like to make it still make it fashionable. So that's just something I have up and coming. And for now, I've been kind of visiting a lot of different greenhouses and kind of getting things ready. I bought some seeds. So I started to start that. So if you go on Instagram and you look up the hashtag fashionable gardener, you'll see all of my posts that are starting to come. They're starting to get posted. Yeah. So we'll see. I'm well, I have a few more ideas Along with that, I also have a website. My new website is getting relaunched, redesigned, relaunched as we speak. And probably in the next upcoming weeks, Mm -hmm. I will have a new. So that'll be a really fun platform and place where all of my information, all of the things I do, 
places I go, what I'm wearing, what I'm doing, all that is going to be in one place. Hmm. So it will be interesting, and all of my social media channels will be there. And I have an, uh, some fun ideas of um, kind of just expanding my um, thoughts and expanding different things on what I talk about. I mean, it's all going to be fashion-based, but different in different areas. So without talking about it too much so stay tuned for that okay all right uh, i'm gonna take a quick break and we come back i've got spring trends for under a hundred dollars you want to hear this there's some pretty good ones stay with us on 1490 wgch fashion friday with tina is brought to you by adcorp media group a full service local advertising agency that offers a range of marketing web, social media, and design services for local business owners. At AdCorp, they take your business personally because they know that you do. By learning everything there is to know about how to run your business, the value of your products and services, and who your target is, they'll create a personalized business plan to communicate your message to your audience. They offer logo and branding development, digital and web design, social media management, and more. Are you ready to grow your business? Call AdCorp Media Group now at 1-877-323-2677 or visit them at adcorpmg.com. AdCorp Media Group. They'll take your business personally, as personally as you do. Welcome back. To Fashion Friday. Okay, so let's talk spring trends since spring is right around the corner. And um, I've got a few things that I am loving, and they are all, they all can be found for under a hundred bucks. So these are kind of general trends that I'm seeing, and I'm basically I'm listing them because I'm seeing them everywhere in both um, high end and low end. So whether you're shopping online, you're shopping at Mango or Zara or H&M, or you're shopping designer. Um, or something in between, usually most of the brands, the bigger brands, will have something like this. So first of all, if you're going to shop spring trends, I feel like spring is a good time to incorporate new items. Spring and fall, for sure. Um, New items into your wardrobe. Because for some reason, I feel like spring trends, maybe they don't. I don't know. I feel like they change more often than fall trends. And I'm thinking more along the lines of because there's a lot of different patterns and colors. Like one season, it's all about pastels. And then the next season, it's all about neon and so on in the spring. And then in the fall, it's almost always just warm tones, earth tones, colors of leaves. And it's it's kind of always the same. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I just think it's always the same. And it's more about layering and, you know, add, especially where we live here, adding more layers. So it's this sweater. It's that jacket. And in the spring, there's more option because it's warmer. We're wearing less. So almost like we have more options and um, maybe not more, but different options. And there's always a lot of color and texture and pattern in the spring, more so than in the fall. I guess that's why if I, I don't know if I explained that well, but that's what I think. So I think you have to think about things like splurge versus save, sustainability, of, co- of course, and then cost per wear. I think those are the things you've got to think about and then say, you know, do I really want to add this into my wardrobe? Do I really need this? I think um, 
Most of the things I've mentioned here, you may already have in your wardrobe, but now's the time, great time to shuffle things around and, and pull it out. I did a huge, huge closet edit to myself <laughs> recently. This is something that I never, ever do, and I, I really need to get better at it. Um, but, you know, when you're always doing it, uh, not always, but do it sometimes for a client. Um, it's kind of a, a, it's not something I do a lot, but I will do it for uh, current clients that I have. And um, it's something that I always want to do. Okay, so this is almost too embarrassing to mention, but I'm, I'm going to say it. So I, I had to break it down to categories because, of course, I have different closets throughout the house. So I went to my main closet, and I said, today I'm going to go through sweatshirts, just sweatshirts. Now, you would think someone like me, eh, you probably don't wear sweatshirts that often, Tina. Well, apparently I collect them. <laughs> so seven garbage bags later. Oh, seven garbage seven, bags? Seven, I'm not joking, of the tall kitchen white garbage bags – Seven were filled, got taken to uh, Goodwill. Seven of just sweatshirts. This wasn't like, oh, that's my closet, of course. Just sweatshirts. I was like, yeah, I know. But then again, it is you, you know. I know, I know, which I should know. Fashion Friday with Tina. I should know better, though. This was, uh, yeah, and I thought, but I had sweatshirts in there. You know what I realized? Every place I go, apparently I buy a sweatshirt. (laughs) It's like, oh, yeah, I went there. And then, you know, it's worn once or twice. And then it's forgotten about. It's buried. It's not that I don't want to wear it. I just forget about it because here's the other thing. I don't really wear sweatshirts that often. That is the truth. And then there would be, you know, of course, there were lighter ones that clearly I bought, you know, in a summer place like in Nantucket. And then there were heavier ones that I bought in a colder place. You know, (laughs) what? I had one from Germany from many, many years ago. And I remember this trip. Um, it's a a sweatshirt, more like a fleece. And it was a big, heavy fleece because we went, it was warm. We were in Austria and it was very warm. And then we took a trip up to the top of a mountain and it was absolutely freezing. I mean, there was snow on top of the mountain. Mm. So we were all shivering. The first thing we all did was went into the gift shop and (laughs) bought a heavy fleece. And I thought, and I looked at this fleece and had the name of the place where we, and I thought, oh my gosh, wow. But again, it's because I needed it in the, in the moment. So, yeah, seven, I couldn't believe it. I was like, wow, this wasn't like seven pairs of shoes. Okay, that, and then I could see that. This was sweatshirts. And I thought, what? But in all fairness, there were, it was years and years of it. So there was some stuff in there that I thought I barely remembered when I bought this. You know, it definitely was uh, well over 10 years old, 10, 15 years old type of stuff. So cleared it out but I'll have to tell you I felt a lot better once I cleared it all out I was like whoo I did the same thing with my sweaters of uh, a few months ago um that wasn't as bad that I think I had like two or three bags of of sweaters just just sweaters <laughs> so yeah it was a problem hmm, I think I could do that too yeah yeah Anyway, so spring trends. First up on my list, I have matching sets. And what I mean by that is sort of anything that's a top and a bottom that's matching. So it could be pants and a blazer. It could be a skirt and a, and a jacket. It could be just a little top and a matching bottom. It doesn't have to be a jacket. Um, this, is, this has been all the rage for a couple of seasons now. We've seen a lot of this. I see this everywhere now. Um, 
the probably the two best places that I see it is Mango and Zara. And by the way, there's a mango store in, I believe, in Manhattan, but many people shop Mango online. I keep saying this name in case you're not unfamiliar. It definitely has a really good um, online presence. So, um, I mean, Zara is a little easier. They're kind of everywhere. Um, so matching sets. So anything top and bottom matching. I also feel like this is a good sort of building block of a more stylized outfit of the day. So this is the benefit of, of sort of a matching set. I don't want to call it a suit because you think right away more formal, but it's kind of like a suit. But it could be even just a little spaghetti strapped kind of fitted top, almost like a, not a corset, but fitted little spaghetti strap, and then a matching skirt for ladies. So that, that could, that's a matching set. So that's why I don't say the word suit. Um, but I feel like if you start with that, you really can take it up a notch and really become more stylized. You can add, you can layer, you can throw it a, a, a boyfriend jacket over something. You could add a denim jacket to make it more, you could add accessories to kind of dial it up and heels or sneakers, whatever it may be. So matching sets, I feel like um, you instantly look pulled together. And here's another thing, it travels well. So if you're traveling, this is great. Matching set, you could then split up the set there. Then you now have three outfits as opposed to one or four. Statement sunglasses are also on my list. I always feel like this isn't obvious, but I'm like, that's worth mentioning because more and more I'm seeing these big, huge, oversized sunglasses are being are sort of on trend right now. Um, but the good thing about sunglasses is, for me, it doesn't matter. Like, I don't even – I may look at what's trending just to see what's going to be more accessible, but I always go with what I like. I like an aviator style like – two styles. I like an aviator style or I like a really big, oversized um, kind of thing, uh, Audrey Hepburn, Breakfast and Tiffany's, those big, big sunglasses she had. I like one or the other, and I'm usually dressed in one way or the other <laughs> that suits. So, um, you know, everything from sporty, classic, high fashion. I think some really good retailers that do all this stuff well for under $100, places like J. Crew. Urban Outfitters, and then of course, if you want to go designer, that's going to be more than a hundred dollars. But um, I think some of these are really good. Even um, Zara has some good ones. But I always tend to like. I, a few years ago, I bought a pair of sunglasses from J Crew, and I really, really liked them. Hmm. Um, also, Kate Spade, by the way, I was just thinking about that. I have a couple of sunglasses that are Kate Spade. Uh, next on my list are platform flats. Now. Right away, I'm like, well, that's a bit of an oxymoron, Tina. But this is the trend, platform flat. So it's basically just a flat shoe. So think of like a flip-flop with a platform. So that's it. So like platform flip-flops. Um, and here's what I love about this. First of all, obviously the word platform <laughs> um, I love. Um, they're a little bit more practical. Think of like a Doc Martin boot. So Doc Martens with a – this is actually what I – I have a pair of regular Doc Martens, but they have a platform under them. Um, a sneaker, anything that's a little bit with a platform underneath. That's a platform flat as opposed to having a heel. Um, they're, I like them. I think they're, think they're a little bit more practical. And, again, they come in all different um, – shapes and sizes and patterns and color and whether you want a sneaker a boot a flip-flop sandal 
you know, it can all be, you can always incur. I've realized how many platform flats I own. I own quite a bit, not just all heels. So you say platform, I think you think of heel right away. Hmm. So it doesn't necessarily have to be. So, um, and then also on my list, column skirts. I love, love, love this one. So this is basically like an updated pencil skirt. So it's a little longer than your typical pencil skirt. And it's more of a maxi silhouette. I think this is something that could be definitely could be a closet staple. So column, just think it's just straight down. It's not flared. It's not a like fit and flare. It doesn't flare out. It's literally just straight down. It doesn't have to be super tight. I mean, you think like, well, how would you walk? It's just fitted. It just kind of goes straight down. And it may have a slit in the back or a slit in the side or whatever. It may, but really, if you if you hold it up on the hanger, it doesn't flare out at all. It's literally just straight down. So column skirts are definitely something. And I've been seeing them everywhere. It's another thing. I've been seeing them everywhere. Um, where was I recently? Again, Zara has a lot of them in different fabrics. I've seen them done in like a satiny fabric, and it's kind of ruched up on one side. Um, I have seen them also in – I was in Saks recently. I'm trying to think of the brand that I saw. Alice and Olivia is right here on the avenue. They have a few – um, yeah, I like this because I feel like this also is something that can go a long way and a lot of different body types can wear a column skirt. Um, again, it's not something that's kind of ageless. So I like that. That's it really for my list of trends, all under a hundred bucks and all something that you may already have in your closet. So again, don't forget to shop your closet first. All right, lastly, I wanted to get to Milan Fashion Week is uh, basically just wrapping up as we speak, and some really interesting things. I'm going to talk more about this on the next show, but I thought I'd kind of start it because I just wanted to give you something to think about, and Bob, I actually thought of you when I was writing this. So (laughs) there was... um, I'm going to cut right to the chase, and then next week we're going to dig deeper into really what I saw. I saw some really cool trends. So the biggest trend, which was led by Versace, so right away, if you know Versace, you understand where I'm going with this, this sort of S&M style. This is not where I thought of you, Bob, by the way. Okay, thank you. I was like, oh, gosh. No, 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 not yet, not yet. Um, S&M style, leather and latex which was, yeah, so this was the trend. So I'm like, okay, right away, I'm like, oh, God, no. However, we all know that this is going to filter down, and somehow I'm going to show up and say, well, look at my new latex ballroom skirt or something. I don't know. (laughs) There'll be a situation. So it was huge. It's a really big trend. Okay, next, period, end of sentence, next. (laughs) Here's where I thought of you. There's a new word that's been popping up for months now, and um, it's called Athlux. So I thought of you because I thought of Athlux. what we always talk about here. Yeah. It's the more luxurious version of athleisure. Okay. Yes. Yes. So I thought, oh, well, there it is. Uh, you know, we knew this word was going to kind of morph or change. You knew there was going to be another word. Mm. And so athlux, it's now, it's almost like a category now. It's becoming a category, its own category. So it's, I like this word. <laughs> I'm good with that. Well, how are you with the clothing, though? So, uh, for me, you know what it is? It's elevated athleisure. It's cashmere. It's uh, nicer clothes when you're wearing, let's say, traveling on an airplane. Mm. Um, but it's still comfortable. I like it. Yes. All right. We're going to talk more about that and more about uh, Milan Fashion Week next week on Fashion Friday. So, join us on 1490 WGCH. Rita Hayward gave good faith. Lauren Catherine Manitou.
1490 and FM 105.5 WGCH Greenwich. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. Russian forces bomb and take control of Europe's largest nuclear power plant. The Zaberzea nuclear power plant and video footage appears to be struck by many munitions causing fires in and around the complex in southeastern Ukraine. Rebecca Koffler on Fox News early Friday morning is a former member of Russia's Defense Intelligence Agency. Putin has a very high tolerance for a very different type of warfare, nuclear warfare. He's prepared to take the conflict into a tactical nuclear weapons employment. Russian soldiers now control the plant, yet Zaberzea employees are still running the operations and are reporting no radiation leaks were detected after the fires were put out. The United States is preventing Ukrainian citizens already in the United States from deportation. The U.S. Department of Homeland Security said that it was ex-